Welcome to STEM Unplugged, a monthly podcast designed to help you learn about STEM initiatives and to help advance STEM awareness. Now here's your host, Kelly Green. Thank you for getting connected. I'm your host, Kelly Green, the Chief Operating Officer of SciTech Institute, a collaborative nonprofit organization making STEM connections in Arizona and beyond. In the studio tonight, I have my team member, Claire Conway, who is working to build the Arizona STEM ecosystem, one hub at a time. Tonight, we're excited to have a variety of guests on to celebrate Computer Science Education Week. We will explore career opportunities and tips from the industry partners. We appreciate you listening in to STEM Unplugged, exploring computer science. Claire, would you like to introduce our guests? Yeah, absolutely. I was so excited to invite you all to join us tonight. We'll just go around the room and do some quick introductions. Uh, First off, we've got Reggie Jackson from State Farm. He's an infrastructure and DevOps analyst. We've also got Serena joining us from the, she's an engagement manager in the corporate social uh, responsibility group at TCS. Uh, From American Express, we have Amanda and Shilpa. Uh, Amanda's a program manager and Shilpa is an engineering director. We've also got Jenna from Microsoft, who is an education specialist, and Michael from GenTech Support, who is a store manager and is super excited to support the community with tech services. Thank you for joining. Yeah, what a great great group. Thank you all for joining us on STEM Unplugged. Let's get right into our discussions about the importance of computer science here in the growing industry of Arizona. Let's start with Reginald. What's your background and how can we inspire students to get interested to explore computer science opportunities? What what do you do in your spare time, Reggie? (laughs) My spare time. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I, I do a little bit too much IT stuff and I, and I enjoy it. Actually, um, for me now, uh, because of a pandemic, um, coding has become very, very important in my life. It was never a coder traditionally, but uh, working remotely for the last year and a half, it's been a big thing. So for me, um, learning Python and picking up new coding skills has been a huge thing to kind of push forth the way that we do business. Um, State, I, I currently work at State Farm. We're coming to our 100th year this June. Wow, so 100 years. So we have to continue to be innovators. Don't let a century of, um, of progress can't be held back by not being an innovator in technology as well. So, Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, and Serena, I know SciTech is really excited about our collaboration with TCS. I'm wondering if you could share a bit about your background and why it's important to your organization to highlight careers in computer science. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So um, I'm a former teacher. And so once a teacher, always a teacher. So I'm really excited to be celebrating CS Ed Week turned into month with you all. You know, from our industry perspective, as one of the largest IT companies in the world at Tata Consultancy Services, we're always thinking about the future of work um, and getting students excited about what the future of work looks like um, with technology, but also unplugged. I'm so excited to be here today with you all. Yeah, we're super excited about uh, celebrating Computer Science Ed Month with you. And tomorrow night, we have a family night. I'm pretty excited about the opportunity to inspire parents to get involved and understand. Because I think, Reggie, you made a great point. A hundred years of growth, but then also educating the adults that need to under you know have an idea of what their students are moving much quicker in than I am at my age. So letting everybody kind of in on the secret about that Python stuff. It's not just a snake, right? 
So I wanted to ask Amanda, um, what's the importance about being a lifelong learner in the industry, especially at American Express? Does it actually play a role in what you do in your day-to-day operations? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we talked about it. uh, Reggie talked about it a little bit. We've been talking about uh, innovation and what we, for our companies to last 100 years or 200 years, um, innovation is so key to that. And what's, how do you get to innovation? It's being a lifelong learner, continuously adapting and being agile. And so American Express is, it's definitely key to American Express, how we come up with the solutions that meet our meet and anticipate our customers and needs uh, now and five years from now is, is all about innovation and staying on the leading edge, bleeding edge, um, of technology. A lot of folks don't realize American Express is a technology powerhouse. We were thought of as financial services, but we are absolutely a technology powerhouse. Um, we um, have all the all the, the snakes, <laughs> Python, Golang, where <laughs> we have all the different frameworks. We build our own frameworks. We build our own uh, development platforms. Uh, so, um, and it's key to um, keep it a step ahead or uh, five steps ahead on behalf of our customers. I think that's really important because Reggie, you would probably hear the same thing. State Farm is not just about uh, insurance, right? You guys are a powerhouse in the community and really actually doing a lot of educational outreach as well. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, We are way more than insurance. We're banking, you know, definitely a lot of people don't think about banking. We are the 39th uh, company that comes to Forbes 500. So you have to be an innovator. And the fact that um, we take that, we we, t- we have a great passion about that. And we want to make sure that we, we look at internships because we, because we want to keep bringing in fresh talent. You can't continue to be a productive business if you don't look at all sectors and high school and coming into college. And we have people this week at a University of Arizona speaking to students now, like we want to attract the talent while it's still in the state before it goes other places. You have to do that. It's critical. Yeah, absolutely. And and thinking more about some of the work going on at American Express, uh, Shilpa, what are some examples of the work happening with you? Oh. I think she just (laughs) she just got disconnected. That's such a bummer, but that's okay. We'll we'll head over to Jenna. You know, we've been collaborating so much over the past year and a half with this whole pandemic craziness. You were so wonderful to help support the online SciTech Festival, celebrating our tenth year, and you know, getting Microsoft involved with all of those Minecraft coding events. And I'm really curious if you would be willing to share about your career journey, because your career journey to computer science isn't exactly, you know, the most, what would you say, direct path, but I think it's so inspiring and everybody needs to be able to kind of find their passion. So can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say I took kind of a a less traditional path and less direct, like you said. Um, So for me, I, um, you know, first of all, I'll say that out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to be. So I knew that I kind of wanted to explore and and do some different things. Um, So I did college for a little bit, focused on general studies. um, But then I really wanted to deep dive into um, customer service. You know, I I like people, I like making people happy. So I, um, 
um, I went into a few different uh, really heavy customer service roles, which I loved, um, but I felt like I wanted to, to do a little bit more. I found a really big passion for working with kids specifically. So um, at that point, I actually decided to become a teacher. Um, so I Woo-hoo. took a, a few classes in elementary education and became a preschool teacher for a little while, which again, lots of things I loved about it, but it was very challenging, which I'm sure all of you who have have taught uh, know that. Um, And I did have this big passion for technology as well. It was something that was a passion of mine in high school, but I didn't necessarily think I wanted to go down the tech path because in my mind, like it was either like you get to work with tech or you get to work with people and there's not really a mix. And I, you know, I didn't want to be just sitting in front of a computer coding all day, even though I had coding experience and I liked that it wasn't what I wanted to do full time. Um, But when I found this job at Microsoft, it was kind of a perfect blend of everything that I love. Um, I work with our, our our schools, our local schools and education uh, in institutions. So I still get to keep that piece of supporting education and working with students and kids. Um, And then I, of course, you know, we're a huge tech company. So I get a lot of involvement in that tech side. Um, And then also just the people side all around getting to support businesses and communities and people from all different paths. So it, it ended up working out really well. And I think that the takeaway there is just, you know, don't feel like you are pushed into one specific path, just kind of think of innovative ways to, um, to combine everything that you like. That's incredible. So to all the other guests on the call, any thoughts about that? Cause I know <laughs> back to, yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I love what you said, uh, Jen, and I think it kind of, uh, I, I love it for two reasons. First of all, because at American Express, we're doing, a, we're discovering talent. Uh, and I'm sure all around the globe, people are discovering talent where this wasn't maybe your first calling. It wasn't your first career. I've known, authors of children books that make the most amazing Oracle DBAs. Um, I hired someone a few years ago that uh, graduated a four-year degree in photography that is the most amazing front-end React engineer that I've ever met. So there's that aspect to it that gets me really excited these days. But uh, I love what you said, and I, I sort of feel like the reverse. I came into it. I was an electrical engineer by degree, software engineer by trade, love what I do, love that tech aspect and somehow didn't really understand that there are all these customers and there's your colleagues and there's the people aspects and that's your ability to mentor and coach. I guess one of my takeaways in in turn is I do a lot of those sorts of things that bring me great joy. And it's not a very narrow silo thing that you do even in software engineering and in technology. There's so many different disciplines in technology and so many different ways you can contribute even outside of your specific training or field. Um, So love it. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a great point. And I want to loop in uh, Michael here, you know, thinking as we're or as I'm meeting with some industry partners, especially in computer science and IT, I'm hearing a lot about these soft skills and how important they are, um, kind of like Amanda was just mentioning. And I'm wondering your thoughts. What soft skills uh, do you think are important and how can we create a pathway for students to enter that growing job market uh, and build yeah, those so, soft skills? Uh, yeah, so I think you know soft skills are incredibly important and I really try to um, motivate my team and the people I work with to, you know, develop, to work together, teamwork, um, effective communicating, and also conflict resolution, because things don't always go as planned. 
And, what? you know, a lot of times people think of, you know, us IT people as, you know, we sit like my back, my degrees in cybersecurity. So I think if someone just sits in a, in a dark room all day coding, a lot of people kind of think of us like that or programmers who just sit in front of screens. But, you know, it's really important that we can um, express our ideas to others, because if we can't do that, we really it's, you know, it's going to hold back the team. So, yeah, definitely very important to um, to help develop those. And I think, you know, one way we can do that is by working together and working on team projects and collaborating and practicing effective communication, but also notice um, when we are kind of lacking in that communication. So like if we notice, um, you know, someone is not communicating as effectively, or if we are making mistakes, just make sure to recognize those and also, um, you know, so we can be better in the future. As far as creating the pathway towards that, I think it's just something that needs to be talked about a little bit more especially within, um, you know, in high school, you know, we, I think back, you know, in high school, uh, you know, we have these, we have our strong technical skills, you know, know how to program, how to do networking, those kind of skills, but no one really focuses on teaching us how to collaborate or work on a team or how to resolve conflicts within your team. So I think that is just generating that awareness is something that we can work on too. And that. also, Michael, I think you would say, um, I think I've heard you say, and also um, learn how to fail and celebrate failure as a yes. pathway to learning, right? Yes. I, yes. I've heard that so much, like failure is not an option. Well, it should be because that's how yes. you learn the yes. best. And as a former classroom teacher, every day I made mistakes all day long and hopefully they weren't embarrassing mistakes. But, you know, yeah, Michael, like you're you're fresh out of school soon, right? Like you just graduated yeah, from graduated. GCU and Yep, I graduated this year, so real fresh. Yeah. Now I think the yeah, congratulations. Woohoo, lopes up. Um <laughs> but the idea of misconceptions is really great. I'd love to open this conversation to everybody on the call about what are the misconceptions or one of those about even your job, right? So we talked about State Farm, American Express, like what do people really think they are and what do you actually do? Or are there misconceptions about a coder sitting in the um, basement with a hoodie on, you know, click, 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 click until four in the morning. What are some of those misconceptions that we really do need to address in the community? How can we all take the next step? Like tonight, having this podcast and thank you all to our listeners out there, <laughs> but really sharing and educating what is computer science? Where could it lead you? What path could you take into a new career? Or like Jenna, finding something that melds all of those experiences you had together. Anybody want to go first? I can. This is Shilpa. I know I had a lot of technical challenges to come in. So um, uh, so that's the first misconception, that if you are an engineer or a computer programmer, you're not <laughs> going to have any challenges. Challenges, no, you always have tech challenges at the crucial time. <laughs> well, jokes aside, um, uh, one of the things that I have seen as some of the people I've seen people say, oh, you're working in computer uh, programming, well, what do you do? This is, we say we create products, we create software. That sounds very boring. So are you stuck in the same place, uh, doing your own little stuff, not talking to each other? So those are the common misconceptions I see. And I say, no, it's not that. It's really you can, you get to define what you want out of that particular role or of that particular responsibility you do define. 
And at American Express, we do get that. You know, you have to, if you want to be a maverick, you want to be an individual contributor. You want, some people do like sitting with headphones and not being part, not collaborating. They, they work best and you can do that. But some people love being part of the team, asking questions, you know, collaborating, brainstorming. Uh, that can be defined too. So I, I think we should not, it's, it's, you're not tied to a title. You're not tied to uh, what, what, uh, uh, you believe or the industry believes you should do. I think you have that opportunity and you should take it to define what it means for you. Talk to your leader, talk to your peer and make it work uh, for you what is fun and to make you, uh, you know, motivate to come to work every day. I think that's great because Claire and I are, you know, looking for ways to kind of peek behind the curtain, right? Like what really happens over there at American Express or tell us more about Microsoft or TCS or even Gentech, right? The support systems you have available. What what are some other misconceptions out there? Yeah, so I think um, some other ones is that, you know, like the, we're just introverted people who just don't like to work together or, you know, like you said, that we just sit in a room with our headphones. And, you know, I think that is a huge misconception. You know, one of the favorite parts of my job is reaching out to schools and interacting with um, district um, administrators and collaborating with other companies and other people. Can and you help me with my Google admin? I, I might need your help. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I was just working today. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, a common misconception is that, yeah, we're just introverted people that are really closed off and, you know, our only friends are those on the screen and stuff. So um, I think that is you know, once you kind of dive a little bit deeper, you can kind of see how cool the community is and how much fun you can have learning these these things and really challenge yourself to learn new things. And like Amanda was saying, you know, learn, being a, a learner every day, you know, we're always, always something new. Um, I think that is a huge importance when it comes to teaching um, students technology. Um, part of what, what we do is provide instruction to schools. And I think one of the biggest things is you know, there's no one in technology, there's no one person who knows it all about tech. No one person knows all of computer science or all of IT, but we can teach people to be autodidactic learners and learn how to find that information when they may not have the answer to their problem right now. And I think that is a huge thing that, you know, thinking that tech people, we know it all. We know all tech. We don't have any um, tech issues. We are always but really, we've just learned how to troubleshoot and where to find the information and how to resolve those issues. So I think that is a big misconception is that we just know it all and that we just sit in a room. And stop, I definitely so. think you know it all because sometimes I don't know where to click on my computer and you're like, oh, it was right there. I had no idea. Aww. You know what? Also, and, and let me just say this, since we're talking about misconceptions, um, IT is one of is a, is an industry where you can really write your own ticket. We're not stuck in one little area and really lifelong learning in, inside of your job is rewarded. Well, um, I know, especially in our, in our, um, within, within State Farm, we do our best to do a lot of job rotation. So we want people to have different experiences. We mm. don't want siloed coders and we don't want one-sided AWS people. I mean, that's a big misconception. We Again, we're not in the tunnel. And we really, just like those old books, choose your own venture. And IT is truly that. And that's what really makes this job so wonderful for me because I get to reinvent myself every couple of years. And, and that's powerful. And I think more people should see it and really experience it. When we say agile principles or we work within agile principles, we are very agile. 
and and it just makes us a well-rounded team uh, and it works well in the industry so I agree with you, Reggie, and, uh, in American Express as well, we very much encourage, um, uh, we don't have a formal job rotation, but we encourage, and as a hiring leader, I've always encouraged people on my team, every three to five years, you should be looking to do something different. Some people want to do the same thing for 20 years or, or, or longer, and that's okay too, but if, you, if you're looking to, for, for growth, a lot of times you get the op, you, the opportunities for growth come through learning and doing new things and taking on different roles, right? So and what I was going to say about misconceptions that software engineers, you do one thing with one language there, you know, at American Express, Shilpa, you can uh, help keep me honest here, but we, we employ in our different uh, solutions 10 different, uh, different programming languages are used between our frameworks and all the different disciplines that we have with AIML and, and uh, big data and in our, and in our um, cybersecurity area and so forth. And so there's opportunity to learn so many different things. And then there are different roles like program management, like agile champions, like, um, you know, scaled agile where we have uh, trains and, and leadership in, in those trains and your product side, all of those are technology roles, our infrastructure team, our cybersecurity team, all of those things are options for anyone who wants to learn and do. And we have a particular vehicle at American Express that I'm just a huge fan of. And it's a, something we call five plus. So every year you take it like PTO and you decide if you want to go shadow somebody in a job or if you want to train we have um, different training available to us for free. If you just want to take five consecutive days and go learn something new and different, or if it's, again, shadowing somebody in their job to see what that would be like, what a day in the life is, we have that sort of program. And I just think uh, all of those things are wonderful to help uh, propagate and support, reinforce uh, lifelong learning and, and uh, agility for technologists. I think the other thing that I'll add to is you know, in Arizona, TCS supports over 50 customers. And when we're talking about Computer Science Education Week and students and getting them excited about these future jobs, one of the things that I think is a big misconception for students right now, especially when we're talking about underserved communities or girls, is that they're kind of first love or the thing that they're most passionate about, whether it be sports, whether it be video games, whether it be fashion, all those things that they love have skills that require problem solving. So we're constantly talking to our students and teachers to say, oh, you love fashion? Like, yes, I'm sure everyone's told you there's a ton of math in that. Or, oh, you love sports? Let's figure out how you dunk, like insert player here. Um, there's problem solving in that. There's collaboration in that. And those skills are completely transferable to technology. So I think one of the biggest misconceptions that we're trying really hard at TCS to explore with students and teachers is that your first love can be part of the industry you're in. You don't have, your first love doesn't have to be technology. It doesn't have to be program management or technology, right? We're constantly thinking about, you can't be things that you can't see, but let's start with the thing that you're passionate about, the thing that you're interested in, and let's figure out how that leads you to your career path. And hopefully there's some technology in there um, and there's computational thinking and problem solving, but those two things can work together. Um, TCS is a great example of we have diversity in our customers from retail to fashion to technology to banking and finance. Anything that you're interested in is a possibility. And so I think our biggest misconception that we're constantly trying to myth bust is that 
your future can be something that you love to do. Um, and that's something that I don't think a lot of people are have an opportunity to think about or to consider. Um, sometimes it's just about the realities of needing a job and providing for your family and that security. Um, but there are possibilities that can help you bring those things together. So that's that's one thing we talk a lot about um, here at TCS. That's a great point. And especially here in Arizona, there are so many opportunities. I don't think everybody understands entry level, right? You don't, you're not necessarily going to be the project director when you first walk in. Maybe you just get your foot in the door. And I, I think, Jenna, you were going to share something, but that idea of internship, externship, take a tour, stop by, what's the day in the life of? But Jenna, go ahead and share. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll just jump in on that question really quick before we move on. But um, yeah, I think everybody has shared some really great perspectives on that. I think one of the misconceptions that I see a lot at Microsoft is like, oh, Microsoft is, you know, a big corporation, so they must be scary and, you know, they don't, um, you know, don't support the, the little people or, or whatever. So um, definitely something that we work really hard to show um, is not the case here on our local team. Um, you know, we really are here to build those relationships one-to-one. -one. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a small charter school with just um, a few teachers or, um, you know, a, a small community organization, whatever it may be, we really are here to, um, you know, to support everybody. Um, that's, you know, that's our mission statement is to empower every person and organization. And we really try to live that every day. Um, and then just kind of the flip side or the other side of what I see um, misconception wise, especially working with students um, a lot, which I do, uh, is like that you have to know everything to be able to work at Microsoft. And I think a lot of us kind of alluded to that, but, um, you know, people think, you know, oh, well, Microsoft does so many different things. So, you know, I can't work there because I don't know every one of those things, but um, I actually feel that it's really the opposite where it's like, we do so many different things. So if you know any of those things, you are a great fit at Microsoft. So, um, you know, definitely always want to encourage students or whoever, um, you know, is interested in a potential career with Microsoft that, um, you know, that you don't have to have a ton of tech experience, really any tech experience actually, and you don't have to know one specific skill. You know, we have legal teams. We have like all these different things that you might not think of initially when you think technology company. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And even ideas of how do you, you know, get there? What's the pathway? So we can also talk about that as a group of how did you even end up where you are or the idea of these internships, externships, tours. But then once you're there, right, did you have any mentors that really continue to inspire you to keep you there? Because, you know, it's important for their students and even, you know, later on, right, college graduates, to know that if you join this organization, you're not just going to be like, okay, go do your job, you know how to code, <laughs> or you know how to be an engineer. No, we're going to mentor you, we're going to work together as a project community. And, you know, what are the, some of the support systems that your organizations have that I know for as a personal uh, non-tech individual, right? I use my personal devices. Things change so fast. I can hardly keep up. So how do you keep up at your, at your sites? 
Yeah, so at Microsoft, it's one of my favorite things about the company. I've been here for five and a half years because I really love all of the, the support that I've been able to get um, from my team and, and from other teams across Microsoft as well. Um, and I think I see that in, I see like multiple different sides that are all equally important. Um, so first I see, you know, support with my actual job. So if I'm struggling with, um, you know, with whatever it may be, the new technology, new initiatives, um, anything like that. Um, I've been really fortunate to have very supportive managers, supportive peers. We, um, you know, I, I know we talked a little bit about soft skills earlier and 100% uh, agree with all of that because teamwork and collaboration and all of those things are, are huge um, in my role as well. So I, I definitely have seen a lot of support from my team. And then the other side I feel is, you know, supporting each person on a personal level. So making sure that we are or doing what they can to support us in feeling, you know, comfortable coming to work as ourselves, being able to show all parts of ourselves, um, you know, supporting us when we may not be feeling our best, all of those different things I think are really important as well. Um, so we have employee resource groups, we have, you know, great benefits, all of those different things, which I think are you know equally as important to make sure that we are able to show up and do our jobs effectively. Um, and then we have a really big focus on diversity and inclusion, which I think ties right into that to um, make sure that not only are we able to bring ourselves, but we are also able to be accepted because we are fostering that culture where we all can accept each other, learn from each other, and um, and just uh, create a better environment altogether. Great points, yeah. Yeah, American Express and Amanda, right? You can chime in. We are like co partners in crime over here. We attend a lot of conferences to uh, uh, the Grace Hopper Conference and all of those conferences. So, American Express, I want to want to talk about. I'm very proud of that fact. And uh, like Amanda and I will speak uh, a lot about this. That gives us paid forward. Uh, is 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 a great thing, you know. As when we were growing up, we uh, personally, at least I can speak for myself. Um, I was not aware of the whole mentorship uh, concept. I was not aware that you know such a thing exists. Uh, so it was like mostly uh, books. Google was just uh, uh, either Google or you know look at books. Uh, even asking the others was not so because you don't have anybody to coach, anybody to guide you. You know, if you ask someone, will it will it look Good, will it look as if you don't know anything? Who can help us? So those were all the questions in my earlier career, I remember. So I believe I'm very happy with American Express over the last uh, several years. American Express has done great in that space where it has created a lot of, there are a lot of avenues. So let me start with uh, some of those avenues if you have to look at is uh, communities of technical practice, CTPs as we call. And the idea behind that is that people are um, collaborating over a certain uh, uh, technology uh, stack or technology discussion, you go and attend that. Then you have CTPs from a product standpoint. So maybe you are not ready, uh, you want to understand more, how does the product the work like you, you have that uh, avenues uh, as well. Those are more professional uh, networking opportunities, understanding, being, being better at your role, seeing what's out there, uh, and possibly, you know, making those connections, those critical connections that are required. Then there is, uh, there is, uh, uh, we have a lot of these uh, chapters as we saw uh, talk about Amanda. We are part of Women in Technology Phoenix chapter, uh, 
Um, so as part of this chapter, there are a lot of other chapters too. Uh, we run, uh, we usually yearly, we have an official mentoring program that we have started over the last few years. And that's where you know, some of these things that we realized was that people were not sure how to go about uh, asking for a mentor. You know, what do I do? Do I just ask? Should I ask? Do I look good? You know, will it look good? So all of these questions. So when we created a formal program, it really opened people's eyes, you know, especially the, um, we have a specific program, you know, for the interns that come and do that. They, they are there with us for uh, six to 10 weeks, uh, depending on when they are coming. But we have to really buddy them up with somebody who's been part of the um, uh, company. So they don't feel alienated. And what has result? What has this resulted in is many, many times around the leaders or the buddies, they, they uh, refer these interns back to, to joining uh, joining the company. So we have a lot of interns that turn back as full-time employees uh, uh, to our, in, our, in our company. Um, additionally, we have sponsorship program, we have advocacy. So there are a lot of these programs that have been created, which gives that I think many times we have seen the hesitancy, people don't know where to start. So with this, now people know where to start. And um, uh, we have all people like us, you know, I, I hire a lot, we go to a lot of these college recruitment program and one of the things we do talk about is our uh, culture our uh, mentorship culture our sponsorship culture so i want to just i know i probably took a lot of our time but i'm very and amanda i speak for her too we are very proud of this culture that has been created by NMIT. yeah i have nothing to add you did a great job Shilpa. <laughs> i love that american express have- supported our chief science officers with the mentorship program as well i i think you know, doing that for your interns, doing it for your uh, team members, and then also reaching back out and supporting the programs, even here from SciTech Institute, you really have mentored our chief science officers in a way that they had no idea what happens at American Express. And now they have a little bit better picture. Reggie, do you have any thoughts on on this topic? I I do. Um, Mentoring is truly key. What I like with State Farm, first off, you know, truly living off the like a good neighbor, we, we, mens- we assign mentors when um, individuals come into the company. We find someone who's non-management and it's a big company. So we don't want someone to feel like, you know, they're a, a small fish in a huge ocean and don't know how to, how to navigate it. But we, we do, we, we team people up because we, we don't want somebody to get closed off. We don't need silos. Technology is the one area we do not need silos when it comes to how people work. And so the good thing about it is that even for myself, when I came in to State Farm six years ago, I was kind of thrown off because my mentor is about 15 years younger than me. But yeah, I guess, you know, you kind of it happens, but was an amazingly sharp individual. But the good thing about it is his experience within State Farm is he was able to, you know, navigate me in different places. And have you thought about this? Like, no, I'm not really interested in that. But he's like, no, look here, look there. And I'm grateful for that because it actually took my career in different directions, things that I never thought I could do. And I kind of went in kind of tunnel vision thinking like, okay, I'm just going to work this one path. I like AWS. We're going to go AWS. I like Hadoop. I want to do this. And they're like, you got to think wider, think bigger. And I'm grateful for that because you end up making better future mentors. And then those mentors become mentors to your CSOs. And that's kind of what engaged me to want to do it. And I think it's just, it's a great thing and it should be key when it comes to attracting new talent to your company so they can kind of pass that cultural love onto new employees and new internships and whatnot that might happen with the company. 
I have a, a personal shout out to Reggie for meeting my sixth graders when I was actually a classroom teacher uh, through the Maricopa County Education. Um, well, it was Makisa back then. We actually were connected. He mentored my my students in my classroom for some projects and they just wanted him to keep talking. So that amazing radio voice. But <laughs> You know, really showing students that you're human. I think that's that's important, but also the teachers, right? This is, you know, six years later, I still appreciate what uh, Reggie said when he would zoom into my classroom and share his pathway and his journey with my students because he was real. I think all of you joining tonight, it's, it's really showcasing that it doesn't have to be that defined path, right? Jenna, it wasn't, it wasn't direct and you weren't really sure. So you explored. And our goal here at SciTech Institute is really to kind of open those doors and allow people of all ages, right? Zero to 103, explore STEM opportunities. I think that's really the exciting part about getting connected with TCS, right? You have so many things I had no idea about. <laughs> I didn't, and we've chatted a couple of times and I'm like, oh, you do that too? Oh, what else, what else can we do together? Sorry, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's one of the pieces that is always exciting about the conversations we get to have with fantastic partners like you all at SciTech and exploring that. I think, you know, in terms of mentorship, we have all the formal mentorship pieces, but one of the things I really appreciate about TCS, and I've personally had an opportunity to be a classroom teacher in New York City. I've hopped to different nonprofits and always worked in education and STEM education. Um, but coming over to TCS was different. I was a little bit nervous about that career jump because you're going to this big giant company that has half a million people, literally, that work wow. for it across all industries. It's part of a huge group. And I think, you know, the um, Jenna alluded to this from Microsoft. One of the biggest pieces of advice I got um, in my nonprofit career was actually from one of your colleagues who's still at Microsoft, Jenna, in New York. And he said, you know, it's not just about bringing people in. It's about how you keep them. Mm. And I've always thought about that in my career here at TCS when we're working with teachers, when we're working with students. But I think one thing I deeply appreciate about TCS is we all want to have a sense of purpose every single day when we Absolutely. wake up. And the opportunity to wake up every day and have purpose comes with transparency and accessibility. And I think for all the formal mentors that I've had who I'm deeply appreciative of, the culture at TCS is also informal mentorship. So even though I had a formal assigned buddy who was fantastic, you know, when it came to figuring out, you know, what's the best way to travel to go meet this school district or what's the best way to deliver this content? Who can I reach out to here? Those informal connections and mentorship, I think, are just so powerful. Um, and to Reggie's point, put you in a different position to be able to pass on that information, that institutional knowledge that you can share with people that makes everybody stronger and have a deeper sense of purpose. So, you know, it gives us that opportunity when we had a conversation about how can TCS support SciTech? It wasn't just our CSR team thinking about how we could support you. When we were talking to you, we were thinking in our brains and pinging each other on the side to say, oh, we know this person we can reach out to on this team, or oh, we know this person we can reach out to on this team. And that networking, that kind of connection becomes a part of how you do your job every day. And I think that sense of purpose and that building a community um, is just such a big part of being able to give back to communities like the students and teachers in Phoenix. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative of the opportunity. I now I feel like I have a whole bunch of new friends and informal mentors who I can connect with on, on tonight's podcast. So I also appreciate that. Yeah. Like me and Michael is going to help me <laughs> on, on a lot of things, <laughs> but what about for you? I know you're just starting your career. How are you feeling at Gen Tech support? 
Yeah, so GenTech has been really amazing and I really fell in love with what we do and how we are able to first help a, a lot of students in the Phoenix area, but also create that pathway for college students. So um, I started last year when I was still finishing up my senior year and I started as an instructor teaching in the schools. I think it was when, when I really fell in love was when we did our first school deployment. So a big part of what we do is yes, we do do the tech support. So I will be there to help you with your phone and everything, but we also teach STEM in schools. So we bring the curriculum, the equipment, and the instruction into schools to help facilitate that within school districts around Phoenix. And we are starting to grow that around Arizona and the Valley as well. So I think for me, really fell in love after teaching my first class was when we gave the computers to the students. So part of one of our programs is we teach kids how to build computers and teach them the inner workings of a computer, teach them a little um, binary, some networking, wow. um, and they get to develop some computer science skills. And then they also get a computer back for free. So that's just something that is included in our programs. And seeing the impact that it made on a lot of those students doing that was like huge to me. I know like for me personally, and I'm sure there's a lot of students who may want to get into tech. Um, I didn't have my first computer until I was leaving to go to college. So when all throughout high school didn't have one. And for some of these students, for these elementary and middle school kids, this was their first computer as a family. Saw some families that were even, you know, tearing up because it's yeah. such a big opportunity for them. So that is one way we are trying to create a pathway for students at a younger age. But then it also helps out for the instructors like myself at the time by, um, you know, giving them a job that is in their field. You know, the reason I left my previous job, I all throughout um, college, I was working in restaurants working back at house in the kitchen, loved it. Um, you know, a lot of character development working there, learned a lot, <laughs> but you know, that wasn't what I was, I wasn't paying to go to school, work in a kitchen. So, you know, decided to take a jump and apply, apply here. And, you know, that is what we want to do is create that pipe, that pathway as an entry level job for tech students, for STEM majors, because they are the ones we, we have a lot of knowledge. We are studying this. We know a lot about technology. So being able to teach that in schools and help students is a really great opportunity. And within the company, we do have a lot of opportunity for growth. Like I started as a instructor. Now I'm managing the store and some of the other operations around the company. So we are trying to create that pathway, not only for the younger students, but also for college students um, that are teaching or working with us. Well, I think you so. made a, an incredible point, right? Not just learning it, but being able to teach it to others. That's a mm -hmm. that's like a teacher tidbit, right? We were all yeah. like personally proud of you. Our teacher hearts were so happy because, you know, putting students in groups, working on projects, and then having them teach others. I used to do learning buddies, right? My sixth graders would go partner with first graders. And that mm -hmm. dynamic of that leadership and the, developing those soft skills of being able to explain and work through a problem with somebody who is not as confident, those are powerful, especially in the tech industry. So I'm super excited you you had that experience. Yeah, it's, it's awesome seeing, especially for the students as well, because they see someone who can relate to them a little bit better um, compared to their teachers. They know their teachers are great. I've worked with a lot of amazing teachers, but our instructors, we've been able to develop real good connections with those students and really get them interested in whatever field that we are teaching them in that program. Yeah. And it's 
made a huge difference. Shout out to the teachers out there because we all know we're the teacher. You're boring. We see you all the time. But when a cool kid like Michael walks in and is showing you something fun, you're like, oh, he's an expert. He's so co- No, no, no. Please don't talk to me, Miss Green. I want to talk to Michael. And you're like, what? I, I knew I brought Michael. Like, I'm cool. That, that happened a lot when Reggie would visit. They didn't want to talk to me anymore. They just wanted to hear Reggie. So this has been an incredible conversation. And I want to ask one final question as we kind of go around the room couple of things, actually a couple. If you're chatting with eighth graders, what would you say to encourage them to consider your organization? And then to our listeners, we want to encourage you to get involved in the STEM community. Maybe you are an industry professional seeking ways to make an impact on the lives of others, but you need an opportunity to share. Or maybe you're a student searching for that mentor and you're not sure where to look or who is available. Maybe you're a community collaborator hoping to meet the right people to help make a SciTech Festival event happen. We want to help you get connected, and we want to encourage you to host events, tours, showcases, STEM career panels, and more. And just a quick little plug, the 11th season of the Arizona SciTech Festival starts in February. So let's go around one last time and share final thoughts about tonight's conversation, a way our listeners can find out more or get in contact with you, and your final tip for eighth graders. What would you say to them? Let's start with Amanda. Wow. I am. First of all, I want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to come here tonight. I feel like this was um, something I wanted to do to contribute and uh, give back, but I got so much more out of it, including this net, this wonderful network of, that I see in front of me t- tonight. I will be reaching out to all of you. I, I feel a, a connection and, and I have benefited from the conversation this evening. So thank you for that. What I, I, I love that we talked in different levels. We talked sort of like grassroots and start young and how do we, how do we invest and how do we contribute in and uh, create interest and understanding about STEM. It's it's not rocket scientists. Some of it is, and and some of it isn't. And you can whatever your interest it whatever your interests are. There's IT for that, right? And there's IT behind it. I tell my son who loves gaming, right? There's IT behind that. You can be you can create games, right? Uh, so whatever your interest is, you can apply technology to it, particularly in this decade and and be and beyond the getting to the question because we have other folks that need to answer this question uh talking to an eighth grader to say persuade them to come to american express american express is not just a financial services company american express is a leading edge bleeding edge technology company if you want to be learning and doing new stuff uh, almost perpetually american is american express is one of those places where that can happen and one of the things that i really love one of the many reasons I'm still at American Express is we have hackathons. We have a, a company-wide, uh, we call it Growth Hack, hackathon that we have every year. Um, we have Capture the Flag events, if you're into, into that from a cybersecurity perspective. We have a DevCon every year. Um, we have uh, product summits every year. We have all these things where we're having fun, even in a virtual environment um, that we've been in in the last few years. We having fun learning and growing together uh, across across all fronts and, and dimensions at American Express. So that's why um, you want to come to American Express. That was awesome. Thank you. Let's head over to Jenna. 
Yeah. So um, just like Amanda said, you know, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm definitely really uh, glad that I got an opportunity to do this and meet everybody and um, gain all of these great insights from, from everybody. So um, I will start with what I would say to an eighth grader who's interested in Microsoft. I think I, um, you know, I, I already said some of these things earlier, but, you know, just don't feel like you have to have it figured all out right now. Like you have plenty of time, even after you start your career, you still have plenty of time. You can, you can change, you can um, grow. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I'm still learning all the time in my job and, um, you know, having ideas about like, oh, well, maybe my next job, I want to do this or this like um which is a great thing about microsoft is that we are um that's one perk of having a company that's so big is that we do have so many different options if i want to explore um, a different path i have a lot of opportunities to be able to do so um and i talked a little bit about how my managers have been very supportive um you know managers and company as a whole are, are you know very there's lots of programs in place to allow you to be able to gain new skills and and um, explore those different areas that you're interested in. So um, that would really be my advice is just explore, have fun, um, you know, don't, don't feel stuck, just keep learning. Um, and then last kind of little pitch for what I do and how to get in contact. Um, so I am um, a local representative for Microsoft, like I said at the beginning, based here in Tempe. Uh, and my team is really here to build relationships overall. So whether it's schools or um, organizations, really anybody who has um, any kind of uh, impact in education, that that would be my team specifically. Um, so I am, I love meeting new people. I love having these conversations, brainstorming, thinking outside of the box of how we can work together and support. So would definitely love to connect with anybody. Um, best way to reach me, I would say, is my direct Microsoft email, which is um, jenna.essex, so my first and last name, J-E-N-N-A dot E-S-E-K at microsoft.com. And I hope to hear from some of you. Thank That's you. Excellent. Thank you. What about you, Savani? Yeah, so I think, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of it. Thank you all so much for the opportunity and experience to be here. I think we talked a little bit about failure and risk. Um, and I think that's one thing we always try to leave behind with our students is that, you know, we always talk about failure as first attempt in learning. That's what it stands for. And that, you know, you're going to have to take risk and you're going to have to get comfortable with making a lot of mistakes, if you will. And I just mean in exploring and trying different things, part of exploring and trying different things, which I think my colleagues on the call have mentioned is exploring them and being okay with, I don't like this and I don't love this, or I really want to see if this is a possibility and asking questions. So staying curious um, and embracing kind of that risk, I think is part of it. In terms of staying in contact with TCS and how we can support, we run, um, you mentioned it earlier, Kelly, we have family nights where we bring families together to do computational thinking activities and kind of gamify problem solving. We have a monthly Go IT challenge, which is our flagship design thinking program where students can submit solutions to real world problems. In that monthly challenge, there's also teacher trainings we run completely free of cost and we always leverage what we call our best resources, which are employees. Um, to volunteer locally in classrooms, whether it's guest speaking for career panels um, or just talking about their personal journey into how they got to their job. Uh, the best way to stay in contact with us is to email imfglobal at tcs.com. That comes directly to our corporate social responsibility team. Um, and we usually get back pretty quickly. So looking forward to hearing from people. Excellent. Thank you. What about you, Reginald? 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for allowing me to come here and um, give you some insight. Um, let me start off by saying this. I know you want to talk about speaking to an eighth grader. I'm going to talk about speaking to Kelly's uh, sixth grade class. And one of the things I said those years back was failure is okay. And I started to ask the kids, what's the last thing you failed at? And they're like, why would they ask that? Because then I want to know what did you do to fix it? That, that's the simplest thing. And I've learned when it comes to talking about State Farm, once you get past the we're more than insurance, we're this, that, and other. My biggest thing to sell State Farm is to engage what the eighth grader, sixth grader, whoever wants to listen to me, connected to what we do every day. What, what do you enjoy doing? How can I make that work? Because it, it's, it's definitely here. I run into engineers, kids say, I want to engineer things. What does insurance do? Well, uh, national tra traffic uh, safety boards and whatnot. We we have to rate vehicles. They get in that. You see those crash tests and whatnot. There's things out there. But the big thing is I had to learn, relearn how to, how, to, how to make the passion for my company match with these, these students um, want, to, want out of life. And so I, my best thing I can say without kind of getting caught in a ramble, the best thing is for an eighth grader is fail, learn from it, and ask a lot of questions. Never stop asking questions. That's been, and that's still been key for me. And it's still key for me in my everyday job. So I connect the students that way. But as for State Farm, State Farm forward slash careers, you could speak to someone through our um, human human. Um, HR and through uh, human relations and what uh, resources, excuse me. And they also will speak about uh, internships. Internships are, are not just for college students. Um, the best thing a, a person could do if they're actually in Tempe, we're at Marina Heights. So we're right down the street from Microsoft. I, I used to go there and see the food trucks, but you can, you can stop, stop and talk to somebody. I, and if you talk to me, make sure you have a lot of time because I'm going to talk for a long time. But the thing about it is just don't be scared to ask questions and um, try to try to connect with these students any and every way you can. And those sixth graders taught me a lot over the last six years because that was my first year at State Farm. And it's been a great, it's been a great ride. And I continue, and I hope for it to continue. So again, thank you so much. And that's it. I'm curious. Is that a gecko on your shirt? Are you wearing that a is, gecko? That is my, my, that's my pin. I still oh, have my pin after all these years. <laughs> I found my pin. Oh, that like, makes my heart so happy. Yeah I, yeah, I still have my pin and I'm very proud of it. And, and yeah, so it's, it's, it's not a gecko. You don't you go there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I spot our, our logo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to have you close the show with your cool radio show. Okay. But uh, no, no. It, it's, it's the first pen and I cherish it. It is, it is one of my favorite keepsakes. And um, I just hope the good, the good memories continue. And I'm here if you ever need me. Thanks excellent. Thank you so much. All right, Michael, what about you? Well, first off, yeah, it was wonderful meeting all of you and getting to uh, be part of this discussion. Um, I'll get right to it. I guess if I was speaking to an eighth grader, which I speak to a lot of them here, um, one thing I tell them is, the, is that try a lot of different things and embrace the failure. There is so many different parts of technology that there is something for everybody. That's one thing I say. We have programs for everybody, whether you're interested in design, whether you're interested in networking, programming, game development. I have 10-year-olds that are making games in Unity right now. And we are doing 3D printing and we're doing a lot of, we're doing CAD design, a lot of stuff like that. It's a lot of fun, but also, yeah, ask questions because ask questions and YouTube is your friend. 
um, especially now for kids. Um, definitely online resources are your friend. I have learned so many skills, probably almost as much as I learned in school, out of the class, on YouTube, on Coursera, on Udemy, on platforms like that. So I would tell them, ask questions, look online, use your online resources. Those are free available resources to all of us. And also just try a bunch of different things. That is, yeah, that's really what I tell the kids to do is to try a lot of different things. We have, for example, you can't really see it, but there is a wall of robots and different activities for the students to do in all different fields that we get to, that we do here. So yeah, and as far as reaching out, um, best person to reach out to would probably be myself. So that would be um, Michael at gentechsupport.com. And then also visit the website at gentechsupport.com. And then there is a contact us page on there as well. Perfect. And Shopa? Yeah, I think everyone has covered great points. I just, I think just one additional point I could think of was uh, all software in, in most of the fields, but in uh, software uh, and in STEM specifically, one of the skills that I don't believe is taught is problem solving. Uh, if you look at any uh, uh, interviews that happen or any, that's what we are looking. We're not looking for the exact answers, but we are looking for an approach. We are looking at whether whether a problem can be solved. So my advice, and I have a 15-year-old. It's another thing that he doesn't listen to me, but I hope that he imbibes <laughs> it somewhere within him. I think it's very, very important to for that. You know, how can you solve a problem? If you're stuck, don't give up you know, uh, try different ways of how we can solve problems. There is internet, everyone have, of you have been talking about this YouTube. There are so many resources that are available that will help you get to a solution. Don't just go and ask for a solution, but try to solve it before you before you ask for help. Uh, and asking help is not bad, but I think the, the point is, you know, what can you do? What are different activities that you can do? Puzzle solving, chess, if anything that you like that helps you solve. Um, um, any problem could be carpentry, woodwork, because there are a lot of problems you could, you know, challenges you could come up there. So that would be my one message. You know, if you could make it fun, um, parents, you know, or uh, uh, caregivers, you know, make it fun, give those, uh, give those small something to solve and build that skill, because that's a crucial skill. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you all for joining us on this episode of STEM Unplugged, exploring computer science in Arizona and beyond. We appreciate all of our guests for being on the show and to my teammate, Claire Conway, for supporting industry connections as such as on tonight's call. If you would like more information on ways to volunteer or support in organizing an event, let us know. You can check out our website, SciTechInstitute.org, and complete the Get Involved form. A quick shout out to all educators, students, families, and community members, and of course our industry partners here tonight, celebrating Computer Science Ed Week. We appreciate your enthusiasm for computer science in Arizona. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Kelly Green, and we would be glad to discuss how you can get connected. Thank you for joining us for this episode of STEM Unplugged. We encourage you to get involved in the STEM community and stay connected at SciTechInstitute.org.